Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Marcatali, and joining me, as always, is my co-host... Gary K. Jones. How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's going good out here. Uh, just enjoying the weather, hopefully cooling down here, out here pretty soon, and looking forward to fall. I uh, would say I'm looking forward to football season, but most, both my teams that I follow aren't doing good. So uh, anyway, we won't talk about that. Hey, um, I, that's perfectly fine. I, You know what? The, it's, the weather is starting to get really nice here. Like, I mean, the afternoons are still in like the mid 80s, which isn't terrible, but um, it's been cool. We had some overcast weather over the weekend. And like this morning I get out and my car has a nice little bit of condensation against the glass that I actually had to use my heating system on. Yeah. Yeah, this is that there's this is we're getting to that area here at least where you wake up in the morning and you need a jacket. You know, sometimes you'll actually have frost on the windows and it'll be cold and then by the morning you're like, man, it is hot. Why is it so but yeah, it was uh, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible this morning. I like I'm still going out in uh in uh a t-shirt but like i like the last because this time of year we get a ton of mosquitoes because there's a lot of standing water and especially once it gets cool enough you know they're fine but like you know certain aspects of my work require me to be outside and mm. mosquitoes are just abundant and they tend to go for ankles more than yeah. anything else like there are times where i will walk outside in you know flip-flops i'll come back in i'll be out maybe 30 seconds and yeah. somehow in the course of that time, I've been bitten like 20 times. Oh, no, we, we, we have the, uh, these little gray malls this year, um, a bunch of them. And then we've gotten, uh, we used to have them out in Colorado, when I lived out in Colorado, they were called the Miller malls. Um, and then we got stink bugs. Mm. Yeah, those aren't those fun. Are, fortunately, a couple of years ago, we had uh, the, the little Japanese beetles. Little, they look like little ladybugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were everywhere. The, the, the Japanese ones bite. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. 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 They were just everywhere. Anyway, we're not here to talk about bugs or uh, things that annoy us. Or are we? <laughs> well, we're talking about Disney Star Wars. So <laughs> it could be something that bugs us. Oh, uh, we're going to talk about things that, that, that bugged us and things that we liked. If we did like anything, or if we did like about Ahsoka, Ahsoka episode seven, our penultimate episode. Yes, you said the word that I was going to say. Thank you for saying it before I said it. Well, so I you know, I remember last week. I was listening to last week's episode, and we. Uh, I remember you were having some issues tripping over it, so I figured I'd, I'd catch that word for you. Awesome. That's See, why I hired you. Teamwork is what makes the dream work, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say hired. Uh, <laughs> More like recruited. <laughs> recruited the chosen one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, episode seven, which um, let me see here if I can pull up the information on the episode title. Um, gosh darn it. Um, so yeah, our episode, which sees a fully realized. Um, reunion between 
Ahsoka. Ezra Bridger and uh, and Sabine Wren. This episode was called Dreams and Madness, which I seriously do not understand the title of this episode. Yeah, that one didn't make There were any. no dreams. There was no madness. Yeah, yeah, that, that one didn't make sense. I did like the beginning. I like the, um, the you know, um, the the scene in this kind of the Senate chamber or I don't know, the he Senate hearing chamber or whatever it was uh, where um, Hera is having to answer for um, her insubordination insubordination yeah, yeah. and I, I, I like there's some good little quips there i liked her her line of when she said you know i'm i'm here to protect the uh protect the republic and i did it in the best way i i could and the senator makes the response of by diso by not listening to orders and she says no by not listening to you um yeah but it was here's the, here's the thing about that like in that in that bit, like that just shows just how insubordinate she is because he wasn't the only one that told her to stand down. It was yeah. the entire Senate committee that's like, no, you're not allowed to do this. Yeah. She, I mean, Hera legitimately violated the orders of at least five senators yeah. who have some control over what she is, yeah. is or is not allowed to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was just luckily for her, she had the support of one senator who happened to matter yeah being leia um and it it feels like i don't know it, it it feels like a really cheap ploy to to shoehorn in leia i mean granted yeah we don't have carrie fisher anymore but like mm -hmm. it, to invoke the character mm. and I'm, I'm just like you know i like it's one of those things where it's like we're so far away from the fall of the empire at this point, as far as like timeline, how is it? She's still in some level of authority. Don't people know, hasn't it become public knowledge that Vader was her biological father? I, I, they, they, they mentioned that one of the books and that was kind of what ha starts her, her kind of downfall and, you know, gets her to kind of leave politics and basically really start the re resistance was right. when that comes out so i don't know if that's come out because uh, this is like five years i think it's supposed to be like five or six years after it's, it's six years because this is this years. is taking place within within yeah. a year of the first season of mandalorian of yeah. mandalorian so like we're at least six years out from return of the jedi right right so i don't know if if that if that has gone public wide yet as far as that that goes yeah. Um, and it's possible it hasn't, but it's still, it's, it's one of those things that there's gotta be people in the know on this. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I do. I do find it interesting though. The, um, I thought it was funny. Chopper's response. Chopper uh, was about ready to get. Oh, chop, chopper. Yeah. Chopper was ready to, to chop some people. <laughs> As his name suggests. Yes. Yes. Uh, that Senator was about to be unalived by, uh, by the uh murder droid very quickly yeah so he's like a mere droid it's just like it's like you want to be stabbed by a droid <laughs> um yeah it's uh uh but then we get to go to um the ship uh mm -hmm. going through hyperspace and 
the rive where they've already mined the system uh prepared for i'm i'm he, here's where i'm i'm sitting with this there's i i've had some really mixed feelings about all of this because like statistically and this is one of those moments where where the the dialogue in the script like this, like this has got to be dialogue from the screenwriters making its way into the episode where no joke the the astronomical statistics of being able to go to the place where they absolutely need to ha- be mm-hmm. at the behest of space whales yeah is ridiculous and the fact that it works out in their favor should not have happened even even hu yang says you know he he tells us over that he's like we have no guarantee and she's like oh it'll happen like she's so confident it's like there's no way it doesn't make sense yeah it's yeah it does yeah i mean you could argue that the force was guiding her uh, and that's how she knew. And I mean, that does happen, seem to be the, the the place where these whales go to die. So with, you know, but we don't know where else they go in that galaxy at, at other times, you know, to feed or to to mate or to, to yeah, do it just, anything. It seemed, it. I don't know, it seemed really <sighs> contrived. Yeah. Just to just to get that far, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I will. I, I like some of the action sequences in it, but I I did have one one issue um, okay. with one of the fights with one of the, with one of the fights with the fight with the main, the main fight scene. So when it's just Ezra and Sabine. And Sabine, hand, you know, hands Ezra the lightsaber, and, and he says, "No, the Force is my." I'm like, first, I'm like, okay, why don't you use the lightsaber? I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Let's see, it's cool to see a, you know, a a Force user, a Jedi fight just using their hands, you know, hand to hand combat. Maybe right. we can get some cool things. He even tries to offer her blast. She even tries to offer him her, her blaster, and he turns it down. Not five minutes later, he has two. He has two blasters in his hand. And he's using them. I was, for me, that would just like you said you didn't need weapons, but now you're using weapons. What what gifts? Yeah, I, I was just. Um, there's the, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Like, and, and, which makes me wonder: is this is this really is this really uh, Ezra Bridger, or is this Ezra Bridger, or is this like some like? Seriously, like if, if the force was really his ally, where how come he wasn't using the force? Why wasn't he stronger in using the force? Like the few times that we see him trying to force push an opponent, he can barely do anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the heck is going on? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um yeah. and I don't know, like am am I I feel like I'm harping on this just way too much. No, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of what we're supposed to, what we're supposed to do, you know. And I I do appreciate that your, you know, if you see something that you you know 
either didn't like or that bothered you, then, you know, that's yeah. kind of what we're, what we're here to do. But I don't know, for me, this was just to be the setup for the final episode. I don't feel like for me, an episode like this should, should, should set up the, should fully set up the final episode. We should know by this point what Thrawn's end game is. We shouldn't, you know, and our heroes should be put in a position of extreme peril. Going into that final episode, I feel like they should be in some sort of peril, some sort of like, how are we get, how are they going to get out of this? Even yeah. if you're setting up, you're using the final episode to set up for a next season. You still need to have that kind of closure to bring everything together. You know, I think even think, you know, like how Mando season one did. Yes, Gideon, you know, was defeated in the in the first episode. The child was safe, but it's still set up for season two. Right. And we saw that he was that that um... Gideon. That Gideon was actually still alive. He didn't die in the crash. Yeah. He was, he was and able it to set be... something up more when he pulled out the the dark saber. Right. Yeah. And and we don't get we don't get any of that. Well, even uh, look at the Penelope the, the 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 second to last episode of Mandalorian where they set that up where they're in what seems like an impossible situation. They're yeah. they're trapped. They're surrounded you know, with looks like no way out. You know, I don't feel that this episode did that. This episode felt like a season finale. Like it ended it's, with them literally, you know, standing together like like hero, like heroic pose almost. Yeah. And, and that's that's the one of the biggest things like like remember last week when I was talking about how Thrawn's supposed to be this big strategist and all that. Yes. So I was watching through this episode and something felt off to me. And it wasn't until I watched through a, um, the drinkers open bar on, on, uh, for the critical drinker. Um, but the group that he had on there, they, they kind of, they were able to put words to what it was that I was encountering. And the thing that frustrates me is that as, much, I mean, from the lore, we we know that Thrawn is a strategist, but in this episode, he has at minimum three opportunities, yeah, to kill Ahsoka, and is incapable of doing so. Yeah, he just yeah, like I, lets her do whatever. Like, there's nothing that he is doing to directly oppose her, and at no point do they actually succeed in killing. Yeah, like I, the last the last time is where she like they could have carpet bombed. The area where they were, where she meets up with Ezra and Sabine. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. I I saw a, a a meme. I don't know if you've seen it. It says uh, uh, the first panel. It's um, Thrawn in the uh, um, the Legends EU, and it shows uh, a thing of three D chess. Thrawn mm-hmm. in the in the canon books, it shows a thing of chess. Thrawn in Rebels, it shows checkers. Thrawn in Ahsoka, tic tac toe. Yeah, that's that would be very, very accurate. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm not seeing anything here that makes him that big of a threat. I mean, we yeah. still don't even know 
Like the I mean, only thing, the only thing I can I can see that he did is that you know when he sent the troops in, he pulled them back before they were able to get completely slaughtered when he saw, and he used that as merely a distraction so that he could finish. They could finish loading up the ship to so they could get back to their galaxy. That's right. the only strategy I saw was diversion. What's tactic. the point? A diversionary tactic. What is the point? It still doesn't make any sense why he's doing any of the things that he is doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's the whole point is like, we, we have nothing to go off of on his motives because like, if like, here's why, like, so conflict is one of the biggest things when you're writing a story and you're, you're dealing with conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I've talked about this on, on, on my show uh, in earlier seasons, but there are different types of literary conflict that pop up that are the most common. So you have, typically you have about nine to 10 different kinds you have man versus society where they're at odds with someone you've man versus themselves man versus another person man versus technology man versus nature um and then you have um and that's pretty much what it is that's it boils down to that so you have either interpersonal conflict you have societal conflict uh you you have internal conflict or you have um some kind of external conflict that comes about and at no point is the conflict really existent when it comes to the threat that Thrawn's supposed to possess or or pose and like if we knew going in as an audience why he poses that threat if we knew going in and and this is kind of be one of those things that we talk about in a couple of weeks spoiler alert we're going to be doing uh some um, you know, things of how we would revamp the, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so audience, there you go. There's a heads up. Um, but like, if we were told as the audience, why he is doing what he's doing, what he hopes to gain, what he hopes to achieve. And why that poses a threat to Ahsoka, to Sabine, to the galaxy at large, then yeah. that would make sense because then we would have that going in. And so as the characters are coming together, you know, as Ahsoka, who's supposedly the, the protagonist of this whole ser- series is meeting the, ch- the prime antagonist, that conflict is going to com- continue to build and build and build until it reaches its ultimate culmination hmm. in their face off, because that's where the conflict has to be resolved. We're not seeing any of that. At no point has there ever been an interaction between Ahsoka Tano and, and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Either I in I mean, we got a little bit of that in Rebels, but un, unless you've watched that show, yeah, yeah, I don't even think in Rebels. I don't think in Rebels they actually ever met. In fact, let me let me do that search. I don't think they they officially did. Uh, no, they never actually met. Yeah. 
Um, I did think I did find uh, Thrawn's response when when he reads that Ahsoka's master was Anakin Skywalker. Um, okay, that was kind of that was that was uh, like he gave a little bit of a you know because if you've read the books, uh, they did meet, and right, he actually but... was able to figure out who Vader was. Right, but if you're a casual audience member and you don't know any of that backstory, it doesn't make any sense because then you're you're left questioning. Well, what does Thrawn know about Anakin Skywalker? We, yeah. as the audience, know that he is the guy that betrayed the Jedi Order and that he is the guy that becomes Darth Vader. And yeah, uh, you know, subsequently, I think I think though that's something that most, unless you've never seen Star Wars before. I think most, even the casual Star Wars fan, is going to know that Anakin Skywalker is is Darth Vader. I think well, that's right, something because that by this point, kinda... it's it's been it's been almost forty five years since yeah. since you know since uh re, since Empire Strikes Back came into uh, into being. But you know, it and, and people are going to get that reference. They're going to you know Luke, uh, you know I am your father. They're going to know that. But if you haven't. I mean, even if you're casual, you know, you've just watched the movies, you've just watched the shows as they've come out or whatever you're interested in. There's so much rich backstory there. And when you've got a character like Thrawn, who's only been shown depicted in visual media in one other instance, and it was a cartoon. If you're an adult casual viewer, you're not going to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, what what have you thought so far of Balin? Because he seems to be the, the for me at least the the one big bright spot. Um, I, I continue to like him as a character. Um, you know, based on what we talked about last week, your prediction about about him looking for something on this planet um, mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. We have um, we have him. You know, he is in search for something. We're not entirely sure what. And I've again, heard some. I've heard some rumors. Um, um, there is a, a force creature in the old EU. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it was like this all-powerful dark side um, force user. Force entity. Um, force entity. Uh, some people are thinking that that's what he's looking for. Some sort of a force entity that will, mm -hmm. you know, he's thinking will grant him, uh, you know, ultimate power, unlimited power. As he sees it, yeah, I do. I I've did find it. it interesting last week his conversation with, uh, with Shinhate about differences in power. How Thrawn wants one type of power, you know, the Sith want one type of power, but then power can be different. You know, you can view power differently depending on your point of view. You know, right, political power, military power, you know. All these different types, and I thought it was interesting that there was no conflict whenever they separated. He just basically said, "Your path lies another way. My path lies this way." You know, our, at this yeah. point, our paths have to, which is not something a Sith would do. No, and and he's definitely not operating as a a Sith. No. Um, does for certain um but you know I, I don't know it just it feels very much like it, it, it's 
the if he is searching for something we get that um it is an idea for power but i don't think it's the same extent as what we would usually see um at a dark dark side user going for um i mm-hmm. think it is more i don't know it's really hard to say because like again this is where motivation comes into play because we don't know what Balin's motivation is. Now, I, I, you're right. He is definitely a bright spot in the episode. I love his interactions. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a physical presence. Um, he puts up quite the uh, the physical challenge for Ahsoka, um, and he, she's really the only character that he has fought against. Um, yeah, and vice versa. I mean, she's fought against a few mm-hmm. droids and, and these mercenaries and everything, and she did fight a little bit with Shin. But for the most part, like the person that she's been interacting with the most as an antagonist has been him. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see where this where this leads. Um now do you think we had had a little bit of a of a hint with with Hate that Hate will turn to the light? Because they offer her the chance. Near the end of the episode. They they offer their hand and say, "We can help you," and she runs. Do you think that is, or do you think that was just a red herring, and that she'll remain? Well, it, you know, I I don't know. Um, it, it's possible. My my thought, well, given the fact that Ray Stevenson died in real life, uh, my thought is that yeah. eventually. Balin Skull is going to meet his maker uh, in this final episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be the thing that sways her. Either she, either she's going to get mm-hmm. some extensive help from Ahsoka and crew uh, to survive a situation that she otherwise wouldn't be prepared to handle Yeah, at the hands of Thrawn or the, the Night Sisters or, or whomever. Night Sisters, yeah. Yeah. Or he is going to be, have been killed in a duel with Ahsoka and or Sabine and or Ezra for that matter. And she's going to completely turn to the dark side. And she's going to go full Sith. Yeah. And I've and heard would a, be... um, I heard probably the craziest uh, fan theory. I think I've ever heard that Balin is Snoke. Oh God. No, no, no. <laughs> No, yes. I saw that. I'm no. like, oh no! If, if they were to do that, oh my gosh! Oh, no, I, I need the so... I need the uh, the audio of the uh, the episode of The Office. The God, no, no, yeah, seriously, no. right? No, if 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 anybody is Snoke, it is the character that Andy Circus played in Andor. Come on, exactly. Yeah, come on, that is absolutely freaking ridiculous. It yeah. does. It wouldn't make sense. No. Um. Yeah. No. It, it's for one. We know who Snoke is. He was a a failed clone. Yeah. He that that's it. He was a failed clone. We yeah. don't need anything else beyond that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, see, this is this is where like I think Disney Star Wars has really dropped the ball. Is that they don't understand character motivations. They don't. They don't understand they don't understand uh, building tension. And see, that's the thing about good storytelling is you want to ratchet up that tension. 
um, yeah. because there has to be a breaking point for the characters. Last week I mentioned character arcs. Um, the character has to, you know, the whole point of a character arc is that they want to attain something or they have to change and grow as a character. For Sabine, because uh, right. for Ahsoka, what does she have to attain? There's nothing that she's in search for other than, you know, finding a way to stop Thrawn. She has dropped the ball, literally, uh, if you if you look at that map, it's a ball. She's dropped that ball multiple times. She has allowed for, and, and by choosing Sabine to go with her, has allowed for it to happen. Um, Sabine's only quest was, hey, maybe we can find Ezra. She has found him. That's what she's achieved. There's nothing left for her. And Ezra being shoehorned in this late into the season, we have yeah. no idea why he's even there. Like he doesn't serve a purpose. He is he is the MacGuffin of of the of the series. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 weak, very weak writing, and so I'm. I'm I'm going to finish it out because obviously we have to talk about episode eight next week, but right. I'm really not thrilled about the direction this is going. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll throw something amazing at us with, with this net, with this final episode season finale. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah. I Considering that this was, you know, supposed to be Filoni's brainchild, and I think, I think, especially a lot of fans had a lot of, lot of hope for this. I am really, I'm really starting to suspect that as, like, Filoni is great at coming up with ideas. Mm -hmm. Coming up with the execution and the writing is another matter. I think, like, I think he started off strong. And I think animation is where he tends to shine. Mm -hmm. But I think he's bought into his hype way too much. He's drink he, he's been drinking his own Kool-Aid for too long. That now, you know, his ego is surpassing his cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I can't well... see I can't really see this ending very well or with longtime star Wars fans being thrilled about how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Um, so what rating, what rating uh, would you give this? this I give it a six rating. out of 10, six out of 10. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, I even go a five for me. This wow. was definitely my least favorite episode of this of of the series so far. And you know, I think I've been while you while you were worried about you know being too harsh on on the series, I feel that I may have been too kind on the series. Hmm. Um, that I've always tried to find the the bright sides of it. You know, find find the. Uh, the silver lining um but this one was it just wasn't a good episode you know no I it's just... it, it i i will say this 
I liked I liked Balin I, and, and the the fight sequence between Balin and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Ray Stevenson brings a a tremendous presence to the uh, to the series. I do appreciate that. That and like like you said, he's a bright spot. Yeah, but you know. It, so many expectations are, are being just left by the wayside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap things up here tonight. Um, We want to hear your thoughts on what you thought of this episode of Ahsoka. Um, Because as as always, as we always say here at GNN, we are fueled by fans. So we want to know your thoughts and your opinions. Did you like the show? Did you not like this episode? Let us know. Have you liked the series at all? Um, let us know. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us. Well, first of all, Garrett, why don't you tell the people out there where they can get a hold of you? Yeah, well, you guys can get a hold of me on uh, Instagram and X at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, where I talk about my books, I talk about my show the right way. Uh, my show is actually getting ready to start its sixth season this coming Saturday, October 7th at 9 a.m. P- uh, Pacific Standard Time. I have a brand new season premiere coming up. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's already uh, loaded up and ready to go on YouTube. Uh, promos have been running on it on Instagram and uh, on my show uh, the right way. For those of you who are just hearing this episode or joining us for the first time, um, I, I do, uh, I talk about, uh, top 10 book recommendations. Um, I do author interviews, especially with indie authors, and I give creative writing tips. Um, this season starting off the creative writing tips are going to be focused on poetry, um, which is one of my first loves when it comes to literature. Um, I have some great interviews lo- ready to go. Um, some of them go international, which is kind of cool. Had to really stay up late for some of those interviews. Uh, and because of the time differences, but yeah, it's going to be a great, great new season. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, as for us right here, if you want to hold of us, you can do so through our email. That is or the stars one at gmail.com. That is also our handle on X. Uh, all their social media are under is under war of the stars, a star Wars podcast. As always, star Wars is at, G- we are part of GNN, the Geek News Now. We are; it is the exclusive home for War of the Stars. Uh, so check out that and all other shows on the GNN Network. Uh, if you want to listen to me, I will be appearing on the Captain's Log and Lightsabers uh, podcast here. Uh, their next episode coming out, where we discuss our favorite episodes of Benjamin Sisko on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. That was a lot of fun doing that episode. Um, also, if you want to support the show, remember Star Wars, or War of the Stars, War, ah, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. I can talk when I can. Or you can check out our merch store. Link is on, is in our Twitter or X and all other social media links you can find it there uh with that being said remember this is not just my star wars 
this is not just your Star Wars. And also remember that it's okay to like something or not like something uh, as long as you're you're friendly and not a jerk about it. Yep. Uh, but this is our Star Wars, as we always say. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.